got our swagger back. Oh, oh, we here, baby. We can be heroes. We are here. We are back. We are better than ever. We are in a little break because Marvel keeps, they keep teasing us, Matt. They keep, they keep, they keep waking us wait for this new Marvel content where they promised us something new every week. I'm a little mad about it. We could talk about it, but of course we we are back because what if is here? Initially, wasn't too excited about it, but I think it's something that I've really grown to love so far with these first two episodes. So that's, that's what we're here to discuss. We're going to discuss uh, episodes one and two of What If. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the Eternals trailer just came out, and what kind of what kind of this free ball and see where we go. You know what I mean, Matt? How are you doing, little brother? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You know, uh, we've been gone for uh, a few weeks now as a result of sort of all the weird hiatuses and uh, the amount of Marvel content that there is to sort of digest uh, in one sitting. Because even with these 30-minute episodes, there's so much you can unpack and theorize about Oh yeah. Uh, in terms of the longevity of the show and, of course, you know, what that means for the timeline in which what if episode takes place, right? So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back in the group, the group of things. And I know with Chunky. Shang Chi coming out, more What If episodes, Hawkeye, uh, No Way Home. You know, obviously the rest of the year looks to be a nice way to, um, you know, uh, close out Marvel. And then we're going we'll out. Back. We're going out with the big, big, big bang. It seems like, man. It, you know, again, Kevin Feige, whether it was like kind of a promise or not really a promise, he promised one new thing a week, and I haven't had that yet, Mister Feige. So I got a little bone to pick with you, but. That's all right, because, you know, we do, we do Star Wars. We do other things as well. Didn't have much to really do as far as Bad Backs. We felt like there wasn't enough to talk about, uh, maybe on an episodic basis. Um, but we're going to get into that next week. We're going to definitely do a review of the Bad Bats, uh Season 1, give our thoughts and our takes on that, of course. Um, but, look, I'm ready to jump right into this thing, if you are. What if it oh, started? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so as, as far as timing, you know, obviously, we in, in terms of the last episode, I think that was uh, the Loki finale, correct? Um, yeah, oh, geez, that was a yeah. while back. <laughs> uh, so, as far as Loki, we all, you know, most who either watched the episode or watched Loki themselves know that Loki essentially created or started the multiverse or restarted the multiverse of what we know uh, within Marvel, um, which is a great tie in to, to what if and what, what if is about, right? So, um, I, I just find it interesting, and this is my personal take so far. Uh, so so far i don't know if these if every episode is a separate world right and my assumption so far is yes because you see things and we'll talk about it when we talk about what if episode two you see things throughout that kind of tell you it isn't the peggy carter world of episode one um you know captain carter for that matter yeah uh so maybe maybe they have an intent of doing something and creating a specific team that we all have grown to know throughout the comic book lore as well so uh you know we'll, we'll get into that we'll kind of go you know piece by piece through the episodes and um i guess first of all matt what was your overall uh on both episode one or let's do this let's do uh, episode one what was your first initial thoughts on that after finishing the episode did you enjoy it um i, I guess even did you want to rate it yeah um so i did not like the first episode of what if um, it, I, I would say it's too premature for me to sort of, well, I don't say it's premature for me to rate an episode, right? Um, but I definitely, I kind of want to wait until more, the entire season unfolds 
so that way I can sort of compare and contrast the quality of each individual episode. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go more into detail as to sort of my gripes with the episode. I love season two. Well, we will be getting season two next year. Um, <laughs> the second episode I thought was a massive improvement in terms of character and voice acting because voice acting was a sort of a, a bit of an issue I had in the first episode because they couldn't cast someone the same. Well, they cast some of the same actors uh, from the movie in which they're sort of uh, putting a spin on. Right. Um, like Chris Evans couldn't return, and I understand why, uh, because it's like multi-billion-dollar actor, and chances are they don't want to hire him, you know, and pay him X amount of money to voice what is twelve to fifteen lines of dialogue in the entire episode, right? Right. Um, so that definitely gets to get used. I'm not sure where your thoughts were. If you didn't necessarily mind another, I don't want to say the actor did bad. It's just sort of for consistency's sake. Um, you probably want them to remain the same as possible uh, in terms of how they sound um I, I, it doesn't really so i, I kind of spin it into the whole like multiversal thing right so maybe it's just another version of steve rogers or something I, like i just kind of maybe just put that in my head that wasn't the intent by them obviously yeah, yeah um yeah. i get that they're trying to stay within budget that's always been a thing um you have to think like we're not even going to see uh a tony stark or i'm sorry robert down to play tony stark in this either Oh, um, no. they're done right they, they both effectively are done with them the mcu as far as we know unless we do get the cap you know going back in time six of penny stone thing i i, I doubt we'll ever see uh chris evans again as, as cap yeah. or maybe in the future we have other things we yeah theorize. You know, so Galact- yeah galactus and, right. and uh the, the the bat obviously the young avengers versus the the old avengers and yeah all that could be coming that's a whole different conversation conversation we could talk about but um for now they're done and it makes sense i guess not to to really not have them involved or be involved Uh, the characters don't need to be done we know for a fact with with the multiverse uh you know steve rogers could could technically be a different looking person so if you look at even the dc and the cw verse the multiverse is huge in that universe like they're, they're not always just doppelgangers either Right, like you, you can be Barry Allen on Earth seventy four and not look like the Barry Allen on Earth one. So yeah, or sound like or whatever. So I mean, again, what wasn't the intent? I think for Marvel, um, but I'm okay with it. Nothing, nothing that really bothers me. Uh, and of course, we'll go through the episodes and see what did or didn't bother me. Um, but overall, uh, rating, I'm okay with rating on a by episode basis. Um, sure. and, and for me, I would say episode one was. I think that the intent was it to be a really good ease in, right? Like it felt, it felt they didn't want to throw too much at us. It was yeah. a very closed story compared to the story that we kind of saw already, but kind of obviously different things happened because yeah, of, yeah. because of Peggy Carter's choice. Um, I going to give it like a 2.5, three, three. I'll give it. I can lean towards a three. So like, I'm kind of oh, like, yeah. I don't know if you watch like TikTok uh, or, or on TikTok a lot, but they have um, Bart, the barstool guy that goes and like tries out different pizzas and he rates them. Um, he, he's super picky. Like it's out of 10. He's, he gives like even what he considers the best pizza, like a 7.9. So th- this is the level of which we see Marvel, right? Like we, we, if you compare to all projects, like that's the standard that all these episodes need to sit on. I don't know if you agree with that, but that, that kind of needs to be the case, right? Like all content needs to be as great as 
previous content <laughs> or oh, better yeah, you know yeah, yeah, com- comparatively be, so right exactly so what you're trying to say is like there, there should be consistency across the board no matter if of, of effectiveness of, of of uh execution things like that for sure, sure. so uh, i would give it at max a three um i can even lean towards 2.5 and um that's kind of where i'm at with it yeah so, I, I was leaning, i was leaning i was going for me my range would be two to two and a half Episode was not outright terrible. Mm-mm. Um, there are some redeeming qualities to it. I think the animation is, you know, you know what it reminds me of, uh, in many ways, even though the um artistic uh quality or whatever you want to refer to it as uh is different than this show I'm going to mention. It reminds me of Invincible, right? Mm. They're clearly on a budget and right. the animation is serviceable, right? Like right. It, it's not bad animation per se. And it's kind of one of the beauties of that medium is that you could pretty much do whatever you want and not necessarily worry about having to adapt that in the live action. Well, Invincible is coming out with a live action movie, apparently. Um, but right, the, the point being is that you're not necessarily just going to replicate those events on the big screen. No. You can do anything in animation. You can literally do anything as long as you have the money here at disposal. And even if you have a limited amount of money, like say, in, in, I'm not sure how much Invincible costs per episode. I know voice acting, but the actors who voice act obviously factors into that budget as well. Right. Um, but you, you can look at shows like Gravity Falls, Star Wars Rebels, etc. Like, they do what they can you know, with their resources. And from that point on, they just focus more on story rather than sort of, you know, revolutionizing the the medium. You know I, I would, mean? Yeah, for sure. And I, I almost, and I think that's what you're saying too. It's like we can tell this is their first animation series. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's to no offense. You know, that's to, to no offense oh, of anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, arguably, you know, seeing how the, the, how much better episode two got and how much better we'll see the rest get. Uh, you argue season two is going to be that much better. Right. So like this, oh, is no, their, no, this they know this is their first step into the animation world. Um, it, it's rare to see animation and live action still be canon right so that that's that's awesome too is that we it's still going to stay as canon and you know it's challenging you you and i've talked about the fact that you stay in a box a lot of the time when you're stuck in a a star wars deals with this all the time they're they're stuck in this you know skywalker saga box so much so and and, you know it's hard to tell different stories but this specifically is a little different because we're speaking of the multiverse right we're speaking of yeah absolutely you know it's it's a lot 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 more possibilities like a lot lot uh, opening credits yeah exactly exactly so uh let's dive right into episode one so obviously it starts off in in what we what we know as captain america the first avenger um earth june 1943 um and as you know all the episodes we're going to hear the watcher um effectively narrate the the series right and he speaks of certain events that that he he even said at times this in this universe or this earth like he he meant he knows specifically it's the multiverse right like we know this um he points out the choice that was made or the thing that was done that changes the course of what we knew in the main canon mcu so in this case, in episode uh, one of, of What If, Peggy chose to stay in the same room as Steve. That, that was the what if. That, that is what literally changed what we know about the MCU in this earth, right? In this, this separate universe. How crazy is that to you? This, like, such minor things can change 
everything. I mean, you speak of uh, Doctor Strange going back to uh, Infinity War. I saw 14 million blah, 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 blah situations where we still lost and one where we still won. But you got to think all 14 million of those went differently. Right? Like, even though they all ended up with them losing, they all went differently. And it makes you think of how expanded this multiverse can really be. Like, the small choices, her staying in the same room as Steve before he turns into a super soldier, that little thing turns her into Peggy, uh, you know, Captain Carter. It, uh, what do you think about that? Is that neat? Is that just crazy? Is it both? Is it all of it? Like, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's, that definitely reminds me of the butterfly effect, right? How even the most minor decision can uh, effectively change the course of history, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily have an issue with the chains they decided to write in. Um, it's, it's nowhere near the level of, say, Takala being abducted by the Ravagers. Um, just because the, the idea is almost a, like hilarious in a way. Like, this is an irony to it because you would expect, oh, Peter Krill, the objective of the Ravagers was to locate Peter Quill. They were um, just dumb enough to yeah, not get him. <laughs> in, his, in his hometown, but they right. ended up heading to the like literally the wrong part of Earth. And it's like, oh, you know, we'll just keep this kid and not complete our right. mission. Yeah, right. Crazy part about that episode, like we'll discuss. But in terms of episode one, um, I, I do like that. That's actually one of my favorite aspects of, I don't want to necessarily say the episode itself because I can't sort of um, give credit in that regard. Right. Because every episode is going to have that single decision. Um, and even future ones that are releasing, I'm wondering. Well, future ones, I'm are obvious. Party door, what if door was just this pretty much the same king uh, of Asgard we saw back in the yeah, the original door movie, um, etc. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like the direction they're taking, and I don't know. Just sort of reminds me, sort of puts into perspective how, um, you know, you could. You pretty much had the power to, you know, uh, either change everything for the worse or for the better. Yeah. Maybe in this case, the better, depending on uh, what it's, your. It's just, it shows you every every little, little thing you change. Thing. It makes me think even back to, to Endgame when they, you know, although we we kind of, I don't believe it. So like in Loki, they tried to say that the Avengers time traveling was meant to happen, like whether it was meant to happen or not. They change some things with that happen. Like Cap is a hundred percent on a different universe. <laughs> like nobody can tell me differently, because you have to, obviously the TVA stuff happened outside of time. Like canonically, yeah. canonically, canonically, is that the word I'm thinking of? It, it. I'm telling you right now, they're like, God, we need some explaining with that whole Cap or old man Steve stuff. We we, we sure do. Uh, yeah, I uh, I believe. Either the director or writer, it was like the director, main writer, or the showrunner commented on what exactly what you're saying. Um, not to get off topic, this will, I am mentioning this for a reason, just so it clear ties into what if. Um, they said Steve went into an alt, was an alternate timeline, but somehow his decision was not as serious for him not to be apprehended. I, you sort of have your personal disagreements. I certainly do, right? That honestly makes zero sense because I think him literally going back in time to live with Peggy, you know, this happy life with Peggy, 
goes against everything we saw within the main timeline. So, um, so th- that just brings a bunch I, of confusion. I, I, it know? brings confusion, but I kind of see where they're the angle that they're coming from. Their their perspective and, and what they believe is that Cap would stay out of trouble throughout that time. So in, in the end, he's letting his old Cap self still do what he had to do throughout time. He's acting as like a variant hiding in the shadows, right? Like it's it, knowing Cap, he wouldn't try to mess anything up with time. I almost think the TVA could have approached him at, at some point, and he like they made an agreement, like we're. So don't mess think, this up. <laughs> so you think the Steve we saw at the end of Endgame is a variant, not the old man Steve? No, I think it's I think it's our Steve old. But what I'm saying is he stayed. He effectively stayed in the shadows because that's the type of honorable within, person he is within that timeline. Obviously, not the right. Whatever timeline okay. he was in, I just yeah, that I, timeline might be in a no. I, I kind of see it like this: somebody from the TVA, if they did approach him, they went to arrest or whatever they didn't because of something that steve said did or did for them like i just i had this feeling that steve was given permission by the tva to continue living that life back you know back when he was alive or yeah. back back in time with peggy i wonder um, um i wonder who replaced him on the avengers team he didn't need to be replaced he went back in time no no, so, no, no. i mean to say within that timeline right Tyler still continues. He still joins. He's still frozen and stuff. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, he went back in time to his old self. He could run into himself just like he ran into himself in 2011. Oh, there are two Steves. There's two Steves existing. One is is still frozen, and he lets that one do everything he did and never. I think that that's what I'm saying. I think there's some backhand agreement. Steve will never come in and say, "Hey, tell Stark ahead of time that." Bucky killed your his parents. He's not going to come in and say, "Hey, right. we don't okay. come at Ultron okay. like this. We come at Ultron like this." He let it also happen. I think that's the agreement that he made with, with the TVA. With the TVA to say, "Oh, well, let's right. you know, you're, you're as long yeah. as you stay out of this right. and don't try right. to change anything of what happened, you're good to stay with Peggy and live your okay. life." Okay, I, I, I keep, yeah, right. I keep forgetting. I, I right, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I, I literally think it. There was some kind of backhand agreement with someone. I don't know who that someone even is, to be honest. It could be the TVA. It could be not. It could be Kang himself. It could be the new TVA that's been created. Like, we don't know. Remember, the new TVA, for all we know, could could literally just be monitoring current timelines, not trying to stop anything, right? Making sure nothing goes too out of whack or, or, or somebody's trying to break the certain laws they have now. It could be Kang that just gave the permission and Steve doesn't know he's a bad guy yet. Like, we, we don't know. We don't know. We really don't know. So uh, I just, so, you know, th- there's some kind of backhand agreement yeah. that he was allowed to do it. Right. That's my guess. So what you're trying to say is what if it's just less complicated? What if it's less complicated <laughs> than whatever the fuck is going on with Steve? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they have an episode four to explain that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. That actually might be maybe just have a surprise episode for that did they tell us all the episodes um what if it's like what if steve, steve went back in time and stayed with peggy and they show us that animation everything that we wanted to see anything's possible um i mean <laughs> they they didn't necessarily they didn't confirm the titles of episodes um i saw a post on instagram that sort of had Tomizing. screenshots of uh footage from trailers right and they sort of pieced together where those scenes fit into certain episodes right um, like third episode, this one coming up is involving Loki, and you were 100% right. This sort of a conversation uh, for folks 
watching us. Uh, we had a conversation separately um, like a day or two ago where um, the what if creators were not allowed to have episodes focusing on Loki, Wanda, and there's another major character who they were not allowed to basically whoever's whoever's living outside of time and space because the Wanda Wanda is the yeah, nexus yeah. being that cannot be affected by that. There, the the theory out there is she doesn't even have variants. Like Wanda mm-hmm. is that nexus being that that can travel through the multiverse herself and doesn't have a variant. She is the well, Scarlet Witch. Theory. Um, Loki is literally at this moment outside of time. All the other Loki's are variants, but they damn near pruned all of them at this point. It seems like just based off the episode. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you get what I'm saying though. I, it, for some reason, no, they absolutely. want them out of it, and I think it's because they're all involved with the multiverse, and it makes sense. Doctor Strange may be in that category. Maybe that's the one you're thinking of. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of change, but not really, because all kind of related to multiverse. Um, so going through the episode. Um, Peggy chose the, the what if moment was Peggy choosing to stay uh, in the same room as Steve instead of being, to, you know, going upstairs uh, where she went to watch the, the transformation of him into to, to Cap. Um, Steve was shot. So the, the, the agent that, that killed the scientist and Cap first Avenger did not die. Um, Steve was shot instead. I thought he was going to die right away, to be honest, but I forgot that he was supposed to be the iron or the, the Hydra Stomper at the time yeah. when I was watching it. Um, a little, little funny thing. I, it was funny when they were like, Stark, you go in and become Cap. And Stark was like, no, no, no. I'm the guy that pushes the buttons. <laughs> uh, that was really cool. And uh, just a, a huge what if. Like, can you imagine if the power Stark went in there? It'd be crazy. Um, and then, we, and then, we, get, the and then we get Captain Carter off it. So obviously, um, you know, we immediately get a, a super soldier. Um, we... They, they, they go really fast throughout the episode, right? So it's it's all of what happened in Cap First Avenger pretty quickly, uh, which I think you and I are not too fond of and why we gave it a bit of a low rating. Yes. Um, I, I, so yeah. I, I it, 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 let me ask you this. So we get episode two, and I don't want to keep switching back and forth, but we get episode two that isn't necessarily Guardians 1 or 2 or what would be 3. It's kind of its own little story within the Guardians universe besides the Power Stone section, right? Like... If you think about it, it, it's almost nothing related to the Guardians 1 movies. Where So I like that better because it seemed like they just tried to fast track Cap 1 in Episode 1 of What If. Where Episode 2 is kind of a, a separate solo story, right? I mean, that, in my opinion... Oh, okay. Honestly, I completely blanked out because you, you went to Guardians... I thought I missed a, like a, a pivotal scene in the episode where no, I mean so okay, technically yeah, you're talking about you're Star talking about episode two. Okay, episode two, right? right. So you're no. comparing, contrasting the right the, the fact the that, that, that literally okay. episode okay. one is a fast episode, a, a fast movie of Cap One, where episode yeah. two of What If is its own story. Now with with pieces of of the Guardians one story right or the Guardians two even with the when it comes to ego and things like that which we we got to talk about that post credit scene, um, I I I like the the latter right like I don't want just to move this like pull Peggy here and put her in cap spot Thank like give Peggy her own you. genuine story and I think this is what you were trying to tell me and it wasn't clicking for me until I watched it you said this. We talked about this in private. 
you said this before I watched episode two. We both watched episode two. I think it was uh, the, the weekend before episode two Literally came out. Episode two came out. Yeah, yeah. Right, right before you specifically said, and I was it wasn't clicking for me. Like at, at the time, without watching episode two, I didn't I didn't really like. I, I was like, I like it. You know, it's fine. But now I see what you're saying. Episode one of What If was not a Peggy Carter story. It was a a, a Captain America story with Peggy Carter inserted. That's not yep. fair to Peggy Carter. And as such, that's not fair. That's the not proper character development. She honestly yes. had the same. She honestly had the same it's arc the same, as, as she, First Adventure. I mean, Other literally, instead of being soldier. frozen, she just got teleported. <laughs> like that's really the only difference <laughs> I see. And and you know, for me. You know, I, I like, so I even wrote this here. I didn't like this, but, I, you know, they focused on the the horrendous sexism, right? So we see a lot, right right away when she's the super soldiers, you're not a soldier. And, you know, the, the, the colonel or whatever, lieutenant general, whatever the guy's name is, uh, he basically has no respect for her whatsoever, right? And um, it, it's it's like another, like, thing that Marvel's doing to kind of, make people focus on the wrongs of the world right whether it's sexism or racism or any of those things marvel's making sure that that hey this this is bad like they're trying to show the young ones that are watching these series like this stuff's bad don't do yeah. this and i, I and love I, that I, I don't, yeah absolutely so that, that that's probably been... the most character development they gave and that's, that's still not fair to her yeah but, right I thought, <laughs> yeah i thought that was an interesting direction to take and then literally the next episode is her taking charge of a mission like literally, honestly, like five minutes later, it, it just went so quick. There was no development. Yeah, right? it yeah, was yeah, jumping it was... right into it, and it, a little, little bit like Cap did. Like Cap, in a way, like you know, he was humbled with the whole you know being a mascot thing, and then he went into a mission to save Bucky. Um, I, for me, it, it was too much of a fast track. Like they, I, I, it wasn't fair to Peggy. Yeah, I, I said before. I went to a series. I even spoke to Angel about this, uh, our older brother. I do not want a replication of events. You can recreate a scene from the MCU, then say X moment is will cause a, a cataclysmic event or, you know, the, the following minutes of the What If episode. Perfectly fine. I just don't want them to rely solely on callbacks and references to previous movies. If you, right, because you will gain nothing out of the series if you have not watched the Marvel movies. Um, you know, that, that's me, be, me being as realistic as possible. So I, I just wish, like, the show could be more accessible um, because they do go through so many plot points and you know signs of character development quickly the runtime does not help either and again they're they're on a budget and i don't expect these episodes to be two hours long right because that'd be nearly impossible to complete um or or to do right i mean there's only so long you can keep audiences engaged for that period and at that point you're probably just better off you know doing what i doing what i am in disagreement to um you know so it's just Ah, yeah, I agree. This is not fair to Peggy um, as a character, and as someone who just thought she was an average one at best, this easily could have just been. It just could have been a way better premiere. Yeah, and it, it, that made me worried uh, to 
quickly, right? I had the same oh. feeling for Loki, the Loki, Loki premiere. I said, yeah, there's some very poor writing and acting. I hope this the is caution cool. raise was extremely scary. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, I'm just going to kind of bring this up right now. The, the whole point of these each episodes we're getting is they're, they're, they're building a team, right? So we, we've even been told by the writers, like the teams being uh, Avengers S team will be built by the end of the series or this, I'm sorry, this season, um, that team being the guardians of the multiverse. Um, so it's going to be essentially a team that is Avengers that handle multiversal issues, different earths, different things, different, whatever. Um, maybe she will be developed more as time comes, right? As that team's built. I hope so. I don't like that they 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 fast track now. So separate away from what they how dirty they did Peggy, right? There were some little trinkets in there that I liked. So like for example, um, they, well one they didn't they didn't have Bucky become the Winter Soldier, right? Mm-hmm. He he was in the print. You you notice little cutscenes where they they're trying to kind of like yell at us like, hey, this didn't happen in live action. Bucky being in the cell being one, right? Like when she pulls up, he's not uh, attempted mind control is not being done on him. Um, as as was in the in the live action episode when Cap found him, he was he was all like jumbled up in the head. Remember, Bucky? Right. Did they? Um, um, out of curiosity, in the first Avenger, did Hydra inject? Um, sort of like a, I guess like, an early version. Of super soldier serum on him, or like a an oddly tested one, which is how he survived the fall. Wait, say that one more time. So did Hydra conduct experiments on Bucky with like a super a super soldier serum, not the not the, the, the initial one to the, the initial experiments, like when when Cap found him at the at the army site. Yeah, yeah was yeah. just mental like control. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There, there was no serum involved. The the serum was was involved after when when he fell off and the arm fell off and everything. That's when they started okay. to do serum stuff. Gotcha, um, gotcha. I didn't know. But none yeah, of that I was even done in this, so that's really cool. Yeah. Right? Like, there's now no Winter Soldier. Like, that's insane. Um, I found it really interesting that somehow Shield slash the the initial group with Peggy were able to track the Tesseract down, and uh, in the episode as well, I'm just going to kind of go through things I noticed. In the episode as well, uh, Red Skull mentions Odin specifically now. He doesn't say the gods. He mentions Odin in this episode. Obviously, Thor's dad. Um, th- I mean, I know this is animation, but did you notice that Peggy, one thing that I will give Peggy, like his credit when it comes to Peggy, uh, she seems a bit stronger than Steve, does she not? <laughs> like, she was whooping some ass. Oh, yeah. One of my I mean, favorite, it's, it, it might be animation, but at the right. same time, I think she was, she was my shit. favorite action sequence. Ass. Yeah, my favorite action sequence in the entire um, episode was sort of uh, was Peggy riding on the back of um, the Hydra Stomper and then like jumping, like basically destroying Hydra planes in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of her moments, and then also they had like a throwback, like a, a throwback to one of those like early forty commercials or or whatnot, like of her just mm-hmm. sort of uh casually being on the soldiers in these uh you know decimated cities, essentially. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, her power level is uh is very much present. <laughs> Pretty damn yeah. good, bro. <laughs> um, Black of yeah. I mean, so as an understatement for what I, we saw. I I, in, uh, in the episode. I found this part really interesting. Um, and I don't know how necessarily Peggy's choice to stay down there really made this happen, but Stark suddenly has an Iron Man suit, essentially, Hydra Stomper that Steve uses. Where, what, like, what, what if caused that? Like, I, I don't, like, how does he suddenly just have the ability to make an Iron Man suit? Why not have that before? I am very well. shocked by that as well because you would think. A I mean, obviously they had the tesseract, so that's that's probably one of the biggest things. Is he used the tesseract as a power source, right? That was the the tesseract was in the the hydro stomper, so that might have been why. That might be the explanation. But the tesseract is just, it doesn't give you genius genius level level intellect, and it doesn't just give you technological advancement yeah to build a like multi-million that. dollar suit well right. multi-million dollar suit right whatever it would be but like that's not how it works from at least from what i know in the mcu yeah another aspect that could have easily done with some explaining um <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are uh yeah I, I think the the episode or i think episode like four just rely on you enjoying their the writer's creativity as opposed to thinking about the logic behind some character decisions, because you know, and this is something an issue I have with um, alternate realities is when, like, they a character makes a decision that would have been beneficial to a main timeline, right. and a part of you thinks, why did you not come up with that on your own? How did you not come up with that on your own? You know, given your personality and sort of all the resources at your disposal, right? Um, and that's sort of a, a minor. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Uh, actually, uh, I was kind of just sort of digesting the episode and seeing, you know, if you know, I would like it. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um, interesting <laughs> is all I can say you know it's just, I can't really... it's just odd it's it's a weird yeah. thing to kind of just throw in there um, yeah. it, sorry it, I'm kind of like all the way interesting. Yeah, no no you're good no, thoughts, it's, um... it, it, it's, it's just, it just didn't make much sense to me I mean I get it makes it a cool perspective um, but again in a way it kind of downplays Peggy like why does Peggy need a hydra stomper let her do what Cap did then like you're already following the Cap story let her just follow the Cap story like throwing Steve in there as like the savior with the hydra stomper doesn't make sense it doesn't. It doesn't effectively effectively give her the pedestal that that Steve Rogers was on, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, why does he, she need a superpower suit to help her? Yeah. The more. Yeah, I, I'm starting. To I think my ratings, this. my I, ratings I'm going down more and more. I think so more. And, and the thing is, it's not because of like. So here, us help people. We're saying the opposite. They didn't do enough for Peggy. And, then that's why if they made this a strictly Peggy story and let her fo- do her own thing and make it a powerful Peggy Carter story, Captain Carter story, I'd be leaning towards 3.5, right? I mean, yeah, that, they just need they, to give her a development. Like, it, there's no development <laughs> without a story for her, there's no development, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's just it's its own separate stupid thing. <laughs> um, so I did find it interesting. Um, 
that so they go to the train scene when when they go the, the to infiltrate the train to Captain Zola that to capture me. Zola. Yeah, that uh, bothered me very when, when Bucky much. was about to fall off and, and Captain Carter grabbed him and he was like, Oh, you're about to rip my arm off. Like obviously his arm gets ripped off in yeah. in, in MCU canon. Main, oh, Bucky. I keep saying canon, main timeline. Oh Bucky, right. Uh Steve <laughs> gets killed, or what we thought was killed, uh, ends up not dying. Um one thing I found really interesting, bro. Red Skull used the Tesseract to create weapons in the in the MCU main timeline, right? In this, he's just trying to teleport something, which something we do need to speak of. Something, a monster, something that he saw in uh when he when he went to go find the Tesseract. That's a huge difference. So, like, obviously, at first he's trying to build a, a massive amount of weapons to take over the world, essentially, right? And now he's trying to bring in a being that he learned of. How did he suddenly learn of all this stuff? Why is he suddenly all I, I all knowing, that, all power? Right. And because Peggy's choice did not change that. Like, they, and I get it. They're trying to say the littlest thing can change it all, but there's there's a limit to that, right? How come Red Skull didn't have that knowledge beforehand because Peggy chose? to be car- uh, Captain America instead. And, yeah, and all of a sudden, the book in which the Tesseract is being concealed in gives him the necessary information to open an intergalactic portal? No. 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 Like, uh, one of the elements that sort of bothers me about these... Uh, these uh, what if it's essentially a butterfly effect? If you think about it, it's constructed in that manner. The only difference is we are sort of unaware of, of what may happen. Right. Um, and I agree with you there. I just I can never understand why a character sort of changes their primary motivation. You know, there has to be a, a logical reason for why, in, instead of using Tesseract to create weapons to sort of take over all of Europe mm-hmm. and pre- you know, or realistically speaking, the entire world for that matter. Um, like why all of a sudden does he have an interest in seeking this monster? Uh, a monster who may or may not show up in Doctor Strange shoe, depending on uh, if our theories are true. But yeah, I uh, I could definitely see why you were bothered um, by his. I guess not even that's saying motivation. This this is actions intent, really. his actions. Um, I I'm telling you, for me, it's almost like I want more explaining, and they're not going to do that with these shorter episodes. So I, it's just kind of a little frustrating. But I mean, back going straight to what you talked about, though, that little character that they had teleporting through to uh, through the Tesseract portal is none other, in my opinion, to be Sumergora. Yeah, who happens to be the multiversal monster of the end of marvel canon comically speaking um what a tie-in i mean so clear as day the multiverse of madness is going to be madness and we've already had confirmation that uh peggy carter will be reprised live action in the multiverse of madness um so the guardians of multiverse is 100 percent happening <laughs> like it's not even a question uh matter of which characters are actually going to show up is the question but um 
he's a powerful being from what i know i don't know much much about him but i do know he he effectively eats or absorbs all all multiverses right the power of the multiverse that's what he feeds on and i don't know maybe in the multiverse of madness that might be the villain in some way but what if king just comes up and destroys his ass because he doesn't want him to fuck up what he's doing so king's still out there man yeah interesting enough i i might have said this in the loki finale episode uh we were having obviously had when we had Derek on all of us were sort of giving um our thoughts on what the family meant for the mcu moving forward in terms of feature projects that are dealing uh with the multiverse as a whole um and now that we know he who remains purposely wanted sylvie to kill him in order for his variants to sort of leak out into every fabric of the universe they can easily have Shumagorov be a Kang variant itself. Mm. Just to sort of um, hone in on while Kang is more powerful than we imagined. And his final words to Sylvie, or one of his final, some of his final words to Sylvie, being, if you think I'm dangerous, just wait until you meet my variants. Uh, that makes sense. I you know? and and it, so just what I said earlier, as far as variants, like the variants don't have to be like versions of Jonathan Majors, right? Like th- th- they can be anything. They could be any being. They could be any person. They could be literally anyone. And maybe Goroff is in, yeah. in this in this universe I mean, is one of him. Just look back at the streams of time that were, you know, <laughs> basically emerging uh, out Millions. of the. Millions. Well, what is the uh, main timeline term called again? Um. Oh my god! From, from the Nexus, or I no. know a Nexus event is when it's something that causes the, br- the branch the to break. It's just the main. It's the main time. I think it's called the main timeline. That's how they called it. Okay, gotcha. I yeah. didn't know there was like a, a right, right. technical term, uh, Loki co- like the Loki series coined. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, there there are millions infinite possibilities um and i i think i want to take the sign to say rest in peace dr strange from a <laughs> mental standpoint i mean that man has he, gone through so much already and he is gonna have to go through so much more oh and no way home and dude dr. This strange man is too, gonna, like, with wanda as well as um don't forget baron mordo yeah it is possibly returning. I, I, honestly, everybody's gonna want to whoop his ass. Like <laughs> that poor dude. I, I hope Wong, Wong stays his friend. <laughs> That'd be yeah. another thing. Wong just says, "I'm done with you" or something. I, I dude, Wong's I, one of the greatest I, Marvel characters. Man, I cannot tell you, bro. Like I, I don't know. He's gonna be going through a lot of shit. That's for damn sure. I'm curious about his mental state though, because I think you know if Episode Four, which was deals with sort of uh, Doctor Strange taking a turn for the worst. Um, by sort of involving himself with dark magic, who knows? I mean, maybe we might see sort of an unhinged Doctor Strange. Yeah, might not be the case. Because, maybe Doctor uh, Strange. We talked about Scarlet Witch potentially being a villain. Maybe he is. You'd be surprised. Yeah, but I mean, would they want to go down the same direction as Scarlet Witch, though? Because if anything, that just be that, that would be, be the same, bro. What we but saw. I, I, so I and so I think you're seeing it a little differently than what I than what I meant when I said it. What I meant is, 
I think we talked about this though. I, yeah, I think that was more Strange, so Strange is, is going to be like the Jedi of the Marvel universe. The Jedi believe there's only one way and one way to do things. It needs to be that 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 that. How how I say it is needs to be done, and it contradicts at the same time, right? Like so. I think what I'm saying is, Strange is maybe this isn't exactly the case, but Strange is going to say, "Well, I got to destroy all the multiverses, so we're back to one timeline again." In a, in a way, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think so? Let me ask you this because, um, on, on the topic of of the multiverse, we know for a fact No Way Home is going to deal with those elements in some way, shape, or form. Um, do you think that mindset will be a result of the events of that movie, or will it be? No, I, 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 the so result I, of this Loki. I, I think only. I, no, I, I don't. I, I don't even think any Loki stuff is going to be mentioned in No Way Home at all. I think Strange is involved to help Peter get out of his rut in terms of people knowing that he's Spider-Man. I think throughout that, with the multiverse being broken, they both find out, whether it's through other other versions of Spider-Man and just Strange being around in general, that shit's breaking down. And at that point, Strange goes off on his own and Spider-Man handles his own shit and they call it a day. I don't think Strange is a major part of the movie whatsoever. I think he's just going to be involved throughout, you know, in certain pieces. And once he finds out shit's getting broken... He's gotta go, and then that's when the multiverse madness becomes a thing. Um, so no, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that's that's my guess. I mean, I would say neither of us really know, but yeah, um, yes, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm going. But I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, overall, I mean, we gave our ratings on episode one, decent. Could have done more for Peggy Carter's kind of the the summaries of it all, but uh, I think we should get right into episode two. Um, I don't want to run out of time or anything, so we'll get right into this thing. And uh, what if? T'Challa was abducted by the Ravagers. Matthew, what do you think? Um, I have to say, first and foremost, when I was watching the episode, um, I wrote down a few notes, and sort of near the end, I like I, as I was reminded, um, because the, the the final kind of emotional talk about, but the final card, the final, like basically, what to say, the final card, right? Um, has is dedicated to Chadwick Boseman, and I never put that into perspective that this would be his final performance as King Chakala, or Chakala mm-hmm. is a pronunciation of T'Challa. his character's yeah. name. That's Thank you. Um, it was name. I, I know he might be appearing in, in uh, three or more episodes, either in, in a limited capacity or a major role, depending on uh what, what's involved the story, like. right? Right. Um. But wow, I mean, definitely he, you can tell he enjoyed his time, you know, uh, voice acting. Yeah. And that, that was my favorite part of the episode is just sort of hearing him flourish and being able to play an alternate version of, the, of a character he thought he already knew. Um, that we thought we already knew because no one could have imagined seeing him in the position of Starla, right? We imagine him to be uh, someone of royalty, right? He, he's the, the king of Wakanda. Uh, he seeks to help his people. And, and he does the exact same as discussed in the episode. Um, but yeah, I think Bozeman, you know, it, without a doubt, should definitely be proud of his work. And uh, yeah, that, that was such yeah. a... Right. I will say, what if would be a nice way to sort of close out the chapter of a character he plays for... Uh, all there, the- 
it gets me, you know, I was reading uh, an article from MT Direct, and I think it was one of the writers, maybe director, and he was the first actor in MCU to volunteer to play his part in What If. Yeah. And a lot of people, and they think he did so because he knew he didn't have much longer left. And, um, you know, Chadwick, one of the best actors we've ever seen. All all the characters he's played. Um, played T'Challa better than I think anybody ever could. And, uh, you know, kudos to him for doing this for us because we we didn't we don't deserve it like who, who who are we to say we deserve someone sacrificing the last days of their life to give us content that we just like to watch and enjoy and give us you know something to talk about like right here right like yeah he, i mean he, he gave he gave his all for for random people uh dying of cancer <laughs> i mean thank you chad like the Thank you. You are a hero. And uh, the episode, of course, was was dedicated to you. And uh, I, I see nothing yeah. better. And, and his influence in that episode, I, I mean, not even knowing what, you know, him with him passing, just his general charisma that we all, we all loved in Black Panther 1 um, and throughout Infinity War and even a little bit of Endgame. Like, we we all knew Civil War, Civil War as well how special he was and it made this episode that much more special. You know what I mean? Um, he killed it as Star-Lord and uh, just rating wise, I'm throwing it out there, bro. It's easily and not just the fact that, uh, of the sacrifices he made. It, it's a, it's a five. <laughs> like it, the, the, and it's not just because of what I said, like it, he, we're going to go through it. We'll do some little uh, pieces of it, but um god damn he's so good yeah only oh he's so i mean i never knew someone can outdo star lord better than chris pratt like we, we everybody loved <laughs> pratt as star lord like he killed it he killed it he brought his t'challa influence with it as well right like it, it just made sense yeah t'challa was a better star lord than peter just <laughs> just in terms of what he accomplished yes um you know and if I were to rate the episode, I, I would say either three point, probably three point five, only because I setting aside, um, you know, Trevor Bolton's last performance, I do have to look at this, um, as subjectively as possible. No, I agree. You know, in, in terms of uh, in terms of what what they did, and there right. are a few elements that did bother me. Um, I, I part of me does wish, right, that they could have fleshed out the idea of him being a savior across multiple planets, um, because he essentially. Uh, you know, I, I could have misinterpreted uh, the conversations he had with Yondu as well as the fellow Ravagers, but he seemingly freed people from these oppressive uh, leaders, organizations, etc. Um, he went as far as to provide them with the necessary resources to to prosper and to survive uh, for as long as possible. Um, you know, and as much as I just wish that was not sort of, you know, set in stone in a conversation. I wish perhaps there was just similar to what they did in the first episode where Captain Carter is seen in the montage, uh, you know, a throwback to the first Avenger 
where we see her just uh, taking out a bunch of Hydra soldiers, infiltrating these buildings, etc. They probably could have done the same where we see them just traveling from planet to planet. Maybe you have one. Maybe you even have Xandar. Have the, you know, have the, have, be the, well, excuse me, you know, let that be a play on, you know, the situation happened to Xandar where like Gamora is seen hunting the orb. Yeah, but then, then we're falling back Maybe. into the, into it, the it, exactly. So I like that they did. That'd be, sure. right. That, I mean, that'd be worst case scenario, right? right I, I wouldn't. That'd be the only exception. They need to. Well, have it be like an opposite, like where he's just not delivering the ore, but instead he's still keeping it for his own use um, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for, you know, uh, let's kind of go through the episode, but, you know, the what if in this sense was what if the Ravagers took T'Challa, right? Instead of Peter Quill. They do. He becomes the new Star Lord. We get right into Morag. And they immediately know, like, you know, Peter Quill in, in Guardians of the Galaxy says, well, I'm Star-Lord. They're like, who? But this guy says, oh, my God, it's Star-Lord. And they know him right away. He's the savior of the world. He uh, uh, apparently, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fast-tracking through the episode here, but they he stopped Thanos by just literally convincing him, like you said, to, to reallocate resources rather than just commit yeah. genocide. Yeah. I love so... the joke when Thanos was like, it was effective. It was it was something that was going to save resources, and and you know I I think the snap was was the right decision. And 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 uh, and somebody says pretty sure it's still genocide, big guy. <laughs> like you know the little jokes and comments they had throughout did did yeah. have a, a very Guardians of the Galaxy like vibe. Like I, I like that they had that as well. Still the same jokes and things that play on things. And I think you know that. That was the intent. So even though it was Thanos and it kind of demeans what Thanos did throughout the MCU main timeline, this is a separate timeline. So it doesn't really matter in that sense. And two, it is technically a Guardians episode. Like Guardians are meant to be more play on, more more fun, more funny, have stupid things, have little things and trinkets that you're <laughs> like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So that that's the purpose. That's literally the purpose. I I, I will say um, it was, the Doke did make me chuckle a bit. I, the explanation they gave was extremely lazy. I mean, a character as motivated and ultimately as psychotic as Daniels, how T'Challa managed to convince him not to commit. But his it goes back to Guardians. I see what you're saying. It goes back to Guardians, though, bro. Like they they had to dance off to save the know. planet. I, like, I can forgive that only because Ronan no, was. But it's it's not no. You can't say you forgive that. That's how it is though. Like that's that's the guard. That's how Guardians is. So like that stupid explanation is Guardians esque. Like that would literally be something that happens in live action Guardians. <laughs> like, that's fair enough. Like that's that's, that's the I, purpose I, of the episode. You know what I mean? So like you might not like it. I get that. I, su- I suppose so. I mean, I'm you think so, they did that I, just because of like I have a mix. I, I have mixed feelings. Right. about it. I don't yeah, even go to, like, to like, funny. saving yeah, like apparently yeah. T'Challa saved the home world of Drax and he has his wife and daughter now. Like he doesn't hate obviously hate Thanos. Um Drax is a bartender. Nebula is normal. Obviously Thanos didn't torture her for years and years and years uh to make her into the robotic person she was or more robotic than she was. Um you know apparently Wakanda was destroyed and uh, that was you know, quote unquote, I guess Yandu lied about that, just like he lied about Quill with his father. Um, I, 
I obviously they keep T'Challa under his wing, right? And they could just want to protect him in a sense and they didn't want him to leave and wanted him to still be a ravager. Uh, but in this sense, Yandu technically saved the entire universe because if not for doing that, T'Challa doesn't stop Thanos. So, you know, in a way, it's kind of weird how that all puts together, too. Very, yeah. very Guardians esque. Very Guardians esque. Um, I did like that they found another, instead of uh, the Power Stone being the only focus, they, you know, they specifically had the Embers of Genesis, which obviously helped create life throughout the throughout multiple Earths or any planet that was dead. Um, I honestly thought they were going to go back to Thanos' planet and and put the embers there. For some reason, I had this feeling that they were going to do that because obviously in this timeline, Thanos' planet was still destroyed due to resources because obviously he, he mentioned that he was still looking to do that. Yeah, there's, yeah, there is mass starvation and right. power struggles. Right. Really that causes Another joke is made. Uh, don't tell Captain Genocide over here. I love that. that they keep calling him Captain Genocide, but Thanos. Um, weird how Thanos is like collector s now, and now the collector is Thanos esque in this time in this timeline, right? That was a very like, interesting direction to take. Uh, the collector, I right. see part of it's the most certain, ruthless kingpin. There are many <laughs> interesting elements to this episode. Um, I just wish, like, part of me, you know, does wish they could have um explored that deeper, you know, because right. I would have loved to see sort of the collector. I mean. In the final action sequence with Yandu, uh, T'Challa, and the Collector, I mean, we did you see sort of uh, the weapons he had in his uh, he killed little, little cabinet. Hella, he killed Cap, he killed uh, yeah, I think Thor, Rac- Rac- uh, Thor, uh, rockets, um, Rocket Raccoon's gun was in there, his giant gun, Korg. he was curious, Korg's fist, uh... like he he was kind of worse than Thanos, <laughs> like. In a way, I mean, as far as ruthless wise, I mean, he killed damn near everybody from what we could tell. So in this universe, maybe T'Challa didn't do as well as he should have, right? Oh, you um, can't go wrong with Howard the Duck. Love to see him cameo again. Love, I believe I love Seth him Green voice in the wall. When you're out of luck, go duck. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I love that. What was I going to say? Um, it is sort of a, a, a complaint I do have with both. This is uh, across both episodes. I wish they did not reveal the name of the actors appearing in the episode. Because if you see Josh Brolin, oh, Thanos is here. Um, I think they should just have it to where they show the name of the main actor, if that makes sense. So in this case, it'd be Chadwick Boseman, in last week's episode, it would be Haley Atwell. Uh, I think moving forward, they should do that only because because Thanos was a surprise appearance, right? Um, and that was slightly ruined. I mean, because we didn't know at what point in the episode he was going to appear, um, nor the kind of role he was going to play overall. So I, I just wish in the future they just do the main actor because you know their character is at the forefront of this what if right. um so you know uh, not many people may take issue in that um some sort of want to know what to expect going in perhaps um right. if they sort of already attest uh, an actor's name with a character um i mean do you have any thoughts on that or does it not necessarily um bother you i don't think i don't think it really bothers me um it, it's 
kind of like you know you, you know in a trailer for a movie you kind of know who's going to be in it right like they, <laughs> it's it's same concept for me it doesn't really not it doesn't bother me much i mean it's characters we already saw right it's not like they're trying to prevent us from telling us andrew garfield's in the new spider-man coming up like it, it's there's nothing really surprising us like it's just i don't know sure. for me it doesn't bother me this is how i am sure. for sure yeah the surprise itself sort of lies in uh the actual appearance right that right. makes sense right for sure um so i as far as that i mean the kind of the last thing i had here uh well one was the chadwick boseman rest in peace you know thank you for everything seriously uh, and then Peter Quill is still, they go to a cutscene at the end of it, and Quill is about to be recruited by good old dad Ego. Uh, and the watcher even says at the end of it, um, it looks like some universes are about, are about to be destroyed or something like that. He says, he goes, but that's for another time. <laughs> so this is another what if, is what if Ego yeah. actually got Quill to, to, to be and, him? <laughs> and uh, that confirmed another uh, something we discussed off camera. That does confirm uh, your suspicions. There are multiple what ifs within these episodes. Yes. Potentially. Yes. I think, I think what if it, that's like every single branch we see in each episode can have a million branches off of that. Like that's how it's a madness, right? That there, we're literally going to see so many different multiverses based on what Strange sees. And maybe even through uh, all the way to uh, Quantum Mania with Ant Man and the Wasp, and, and uh, like it, it's going to get insane. So I'm taking each episode and each movie piece by piece because I can't even. I'm as a fan watching this and knowing what's coming. I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Can you imagine what Stephen Strange is going through in the movie? <laughs> like that man is going through it. He's going through it. Um, but you know, he needs some milk. Mm, you know. need some milk that's for damn sure but no you know it, it's <laughs> definitely exciting to see what these episodes are about i'm ready for number three to be coming up um and uh we'll see where it goes you know as far as the multiverse i think uh they have plans and that's whether that's fantastic four whether that's uh uh x-men at some point it, there is a tactical plan that they're going with um within the madness there's going to be a great result and i'm re really excited to see what that what that is and, and who that's going to involve for sure so this would be their tagline. Yeah. You know, within Hashtag. within madness. Yeah, within <laughs> madness comes great results. <laughs> Maybe I can make that title someday. Uh, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, one last thing I want to get into. I know we got a few minutes here left. Um, the eternal trailer. The final is that the final trailer? Yeah, is final trailer. Trailer? the final so, eternal trailer. I think you only did two. The final Eternal trailer has been released, and uh, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on it. I'll let you take, kind of take the lead with it. I'll jump in with my thoughts as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eternals will be the best Marvel movie, uh, period, from a cinematography standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, and from an acting standpoint. That's all I have to say. End. <laughs> no, so End. I, I'm yeah. going <laughs> to double down on that. I'm, I'm honestly, <laughs> uh, you know, in the trailer, we, we were explained that Thanos himself is not a deviant, which many people thought uh, he would be. But Honestly, I was I said this a while back. I never called him deviant. I said Thanos was a titan. A, a, I knew he was a titan. So they're all titans, right? So all of them are titans. His father, Alayers, was an eternal. I think Thanos had some kind of maybe deviant gene within him or eternal gene that deformed him in some way. But 
We'll see. I mean, we're going to see a young Thanos, I think, in Eternals for sure. I mean, I'd be shocked if we don't see the layers. As do I. I mean, there were rumors Thanos. of uh, Josh Brolin returning just to reprise uh, the role of Thanos. But I don't. Well, I don't think he'll. Be, yeah, it'll be a young. Thanos he'll be a sure. minor cameo. I, I think. Um, it, I think it'll be a minor in age. Like I think we're going to see a literal kid Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no joke. I legit think we're going to see a child. I, honestly, if it's even Brolin at all, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> they just do somebody else, a little Wait, mini well, mini purple being. Who knows? Absolutely. I mean, what else can we sort of uh, decipher from the trailer? Um, we saw uh, two celestials. Um, yep. And for those who are unaware, they are these godlike beings who uh, specifically task the Imperials with only interfering uh, with human affairs, right? Because they are sent to Earth to to protect humans right. only if deviants are involved. So right. in the main every case we see in the MCU, villain, Eternals, yeah, exactly. Um, in every case we see in the MCU, Eternals were not meant to um, interfere. Interfere, exactly. Yeah, they weren't. Um, so now I, mean, I am curious as to sort of what punishment uh, would result if they were to sort of disobey um, their supreme leader. But yeah. I'm I'm curious to see. Um, I don't think it's just them just standing there and letting it happen. We, you know, what's crazy? I would not be shocked, and this is a this is a theory. That the first twenty minutes of Eternals ish, give or take some, is each Eternal watching an event within the MCU in the background. Yeah, what I will, I think the first twenty minutes will be slow pace, just to establish. Uh, yeah, just no, I, I just, I just uh, think at e- some point they're going to show literally they're going to show like one of the Eternals watching the Civil War event happen, one of the Eternals watching the End Game battle happen, one of the Eternals watching Ultron attack, like, mm-hmm. it, like from afar watching, wanting to get involved but stopping themselves, knowing that they can't, right? And I, I, that'd be so dope to see that, yeah. to see like an outside perspective, almost like how, how they show Peter um, in, in Civil War in the background before he was done to roost over to, to help out, like something like that, right? Like maybe not like, a, I don't need like a selfie camera or a camera like them with the camera or anything, but showing like an outside perspective of all those events and maybe even showing angst amongst those Eternals characters and them wanting to join the fight, but maybe physically stop. The Celestials may have some kind of power on them that physically stops them from being involved, right? So we might have that. We might have – there's so much that could be involved. And back to what the Celestials are, uh, two things I have when it comes to Celestials. One, I think they are Galactus-level powerful. Two, I think they're dead. I For some reason, I think there are no Celestials left. One of the Celestials is actually nowhere the planet. The head, it's a, it's the head of a celestial. Who killed that celestial? Kang, Galactus himself, the universe. I mean, like it doesn't matter what it is. My point being, I think all of them are dead, and I think the Eternals don't know that. Yeah, which would be a very interesting take. Uh, you know what? What I do find interesting, uh, another interesting aspect that I would love for them to dive into is. Um, I want to see the Eternals full of regret, right? On how, because we see, I believe the ancient civilization they will be located in is Babylonia. I'm not sure of it. If I, if I'm not mistaken, well, 
I, yeah, again, okay. uh, yeah. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but right. they just say they will be in the ancient civilization, the ancient centuries ago. Right. Um, we've seen a trailer as well, right? Um, Laura Ridoff, an actress from uh, The Walking Dead, is seen saving this child. I have a very strong feeling that the person she's looking at is just another eternal saying, no, we're not allowed to help them. I think they are being invaded by this enemy force and they can't, you know, they simply abandon uh, the people they were sworn to protect. And as such, they just completely, there will be a massive time jump into the present day oh, where we, we sort of see them recollecting we themselves. We may see low-level invasions, low-level, like, battles and wars that they all kept themselves out of. I just think we're also going to see a lot of the MCU stuff that they didn't jump in as well because of what the Celestials did. Absolutely. And we may see maybe the Eternals don't just get involved because Deviants are involved in this in this film. Maybe the Celestials they finally find out they just died and they don't have the power over them anymore, bro. Like, I don't think the Celestials are here anymore, man. Like, what we saw in the trailer, the two Celestials, that's probably past, past scenes. From centuries ago, like I, I don't think they're alive. But honestly, I really those, don't. Might, those, those, honestly, that just might be the opening credits. <laughs> like in Black Panther, where they show sort of the origin of Wakanda, that might just be sort of the, like an explanation as to how the Eternals were put you know, put into existence. Yes, for sure, and, I, and that's cool. Give me three hours of the movie, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, honestly, I, I definitely see the Eternals pushing a three-hour runtime. Yeah, so probably two fifty. Depending on two and fifty for sure. I, I honestly, I think I think final cut is probably going to be two hours and thirty five minutes. Right. Like I, I can, I think this might be the longest Marvel movie. Yeah. Today. I, think, I hope so. I, I guess if not, I'd be very surprised. I really, really I, hope so. Result, <laughs> yeah, they really have centuries to explore. Or yeah. Can potentially explore a lot, right? a lot to explore for sure, for yep. sure. And if you know, hours, they, they could plan to do with other with other movies, and they can do more, obviously. But for the for the most part, I think you're right. Certainly. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for it. Definitely excited for these next episodes of What If. I think we're running out of time here. So, of course, you know, I wanted to thank everyone of you for hopping in. Uh, I'll let Matt go ahead and drop his social medias real quick. And uh, we'll keep on going. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Matt underscore uh, T2. As always, thank you for the support, uh, for the likes, comments, um, as well as the series you've been doing over uh, on the OTS Guys page on YouTube. Um, yeah, we're back. Better than ever. Uh, we plan on uploading more content in the future. Uh, the only downside of which is, uh, you know, because now some of the Marvel content is being spaced out. Unfortunately, it's not going to be a week-to-week basis um, as much anymore. I mean, I think October does not have anything substantial other than maybe uh, an episode or two of What If? Possibly? No, not, I honestly, I think What If probably concludes before then. So it looks might, like... Might touch it a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So my reset point um but in any case you know as always thank you so much uh we greatly appreciate uh, everything and yeah uh, we'll be back with some more and of course same here you know you guys can find me at uh john underscore ots and all social media platforms but more importantly please go over to youtube.com slash ots guys drop a subscribe drop a like share the pages like crazy go on facebook to the on the sidelines page we are trying to expand as much as possible. And literally one extra person you have come and view our page counts as one extra person to, to make us successful, to make Derek himself successful. Uh, we appreciate everyone that hops in as always. Uh, again, youtube.com slash OTS guys. They have a live episode coming this week. It's going to be uh, the fans episode 
Kanye West versus Drake, and we're gonna see who who has the best hits. I got Kanye, but we'll see what people have to say. We got a lot of Drake fans out there, so we'll see what happens. But uh, look, we definitely appreciate you guys. We're glad to be back. We'll bring as much content as we can for you. Next up will be What If episode number three. And um, I think we're going to get into the Bad Batch review as well. We're going to do a whole whole season review of that and talk about maybe some future projects with Star Wars that we're excited for. So stay tuned, stay ready, and we are here for you, baby. We are back. The swagger's back. We love you. Peace. Peace.